Welcome to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. In this podcast, we will focus on successful marketing methods for advisors that generate prospects and clients. We will learn from the best in the industry on how advisors in the trenches today are growing their practices. Join us for this journey where Brad draws from years of expertise and guest experts to help advisors reach their full potential. Brad Swinehart of White Glove gets the best guests. And this episode of Be Advised Leading with Value is no exception. Ed Slot is in the guest chair. Now, Ed is a pro when it comes to IRAs. He's a well-known speaker and he's an author many times over, and he shares his expertise with financial advisors as well as consumers across the country. All right, I could go on and on and on, but Brad, you know there's not enough time for all the accolades, so why don't you take over? You know, Ed and I, the best way I would describe Ed is just an absolute dynamite speaker that you have to listen to. And Ed and I go way back. We've done a lot of fun things together. And now it's really just like chit in the chat, sitting by the old fireside when Ed and I get together. So Ed, thanks for being on again. It's always it's always great to have you on as a guest. Well, it's good too. Advisors need all the help they can get, especially in these challenging times where they can help the clients. Actually, from what I'm hearing, Brad, a lot of advisors have done well but there's still opportunity to help clients in all, all situations. I totally agree. And having the knowledge to go to your existing clients, even the prospects that have questions is so vital now, probably more than ever as the, the channels have changed of how you can talk to those people, but the message has to be the same. So I know we talked in our last um, our last summit together. We talked about the the retirement savings time bomb, and I'd love to kind of just understand a little bit better what that means and what is that as far as a, a global principle. Well, uh, I don't know about global principle. I made the term up many years ago, so now it's uh, <laughs> I guess after enough years go by, it becomes a global principle. So maybe you know uh, it'll be written in history books and uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a, a thing I made up because I realized that these retirement accounts 20 years ago were set to explode. Now it's really bad. So that's why I titled my new book, which is just out, The New Retirement Savings Time Bomb, because there are new and even more severe threats to people's retirement savings. But to me, this is another opportunity for advisors. Number one, uh, for a couple of reasons, uh, more than a couple, but number one, the account value, since I came across and made up this term or concept over 20 years ago, actually, I started talking about it, I would say, in the late 90s. So since then, look at the, uh, the explosion in the, the account values. So if somebody had savings at risk, whatever they have now is probably double whatever they had or even more given the run up in the market. Think about, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but just off the top of your head, Brad, would you say... 20 years, uh, there's been uh, substantial accumulation in these accounts. Oh, absolutely. From, from not only growth, from ongoing contributions as well. So if they, didn't, if they had a, pro, a problem back then, they have a real big problem now because now we are facing potentially higher taxes as these same people that have been watching their accounts grow and feeling good, getting the statements. Wow, look how much I made in a month, you know. <laughs> uh, but a lot of that growth is going to go right back to the government. I think most advisors are aware of that. 
But you said something earlier that uh, amount of talking about prospects. That's something I've been talking about for years. Don't discount prospects. Don't discount anybody. Prospects are people you probably called and nothing happened. Maybe you called them again. Maybe you emailed them. Maybe you haven't heard from them in three years. I would dust that list off. Everybody needs help. Everybody's been through transition these last couple of years. Maybe they're not connected anymore to their current advisor. Maybe they are, but how would you know? Uh, they might be looking for fresh voices, new perspectives. Maybe they're new inheritors. Maybe they, they uh, had an advisor that their parents used and now they're looking for somebody else. You never know. What, is it, what does it hurt to start connecting with prospects? You know, and what, what's the worst that can happen? No, we already have an advisor. But then you can say, well, I'm just calling because we're calling clients about all the new tax law changes, things that have gone on, relief provision, ways to cut the taxes on retirement accounts. You can even go on and say, well, if you already have an advisor, I'm sure your advisor talked about that, talked about the SECURE Act, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, oh, and the CARES Act and the tax reporting, and then you could go on and on. My book has all of this stuff. And at some point, they're going to be thinking, actually, I don't think my advisor talked about any of that. Wait, wait what was that last thing? The SECURE Act, this, that? You know, it shows you're at the top of your game. So that's one thing. Uh, prospects, uh, you mentioned, are still looking for help. Everybody's looking for help. So nobody's off limits. You know, I, I remember years ago, advisors used to tell me, well, I'm not going to prospect there. They already have an advisor. Everybody's money is somewhere. What kind of attitude is that? Everybody's got money somewhere. It's the pockets that change. And you can be the agent that causes that change by having the knowledge or getting the knowledge and addressing real issues now with people coming into retirement, having larger account balances than they did in the past, and more of it at risk of future higher taxes. So it's an opportunity and there are low tax rates now to take advantage of all of this. So I summed all this up in my new book, The New Retirement Savings Time Bomb, a great read for advisors, great gift to give to clients as a door opener. It's over 400 pages. It has everything new in there. As of the time you're watching this, this is right up to the minute. There's nothing else out there that got out as fast as this book. I'm shocked myself. Uh, with a big publisher like uh, Penguin Random House, how they got it out so quickly after I updated it, even in the late December from the Stimulus Act that passed December 27th. So we've got it all in there, but this is a conversation starter. And if you're not having conversations like this, uh, then they're having conversations with some other advisor because they're worried. Now, I mentioned prospects only because you mentioned it, Brad, but of course, Go back to your current and existing clients. Those are the people that already love you, trust you, respect you, value your advice. Why would you leave them looking for answers somewhere else? You know, I, I have a theory that even your current clients are still 80% prospect from the business you don't have with them and the people they know. They're, the, they're your best marketers, your raving fans. They're the ones that will be talking about you. So oh, I see opportunity everywhere. I couldn't agree more. And one of the things that we always say is that it's been heard a, a lot that 80% of clients, when they leave a financial advisor, they say it's because of lack of communication. And I always use that as a point to communicate with your clients. I always say, Hey, you need to be where they want to see you, you know, whether that's email, social, you know, phone calls, in-person meetings, however they, they want to 
receive that information, you need to provide it. But also think about that on the other side of that coin. What if you were the person providing that information and causing that prospect to leave their current advisor? You would, that's 80% of the clients out there aren't getting communicated with by their advisor. So you, that's a huge opportunity. So, you know, like Ed said, don't worry about they might have an advisor already, but well, there's 400 pages here that I'm looking at that they probably don't understand. And you could be that expert for them. Right, right. Everybody, everybody's money is someplace. That's no way to think. But the other thing that I'm noticing happening, and this has been going on, I'd say for the last 20 years or so, but really accelerating now when people are looking, more people are going into retirement, looking at their retirement accounts. Don't advisors always tell you, I want the you know, the large IRAs, those high net worth clients. Don't they always tell you that, Brad, when you're setting up seminars? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, let me tell you something about high net worth people. It's an easy, it's easy to get them as clients, uh, but you have to walk the walk. The high net worth clients tend to be better educated. They read like my book, they'll read that. So if you haven't gone through it, you're not going to uh, impress them too much. Why? Because more of their money's at stake. Now they've been, since this lockdown, on who knows how many virtual programs learning all they can. You know, we've re reached uh, what I call crossover point, where the average person with a million or more in an IRA knows more than their current advisor. Maybe there was a time they didn't know as much, but now they've accumulated the money and now they're looking towards retirement. Remember, most advisors can help people make money, but when it comes to your IRA and 401k, it's how much you keep that counts. These accounts are loaded with taxes. So the high net worth people are getting educated. They realize this. So they're looking for advisors that know more than them. So you've got to up your game. But if you uh, can up your game and build your knowledge and it's easy uh, to do, it's not, you have to learn. I'm not saying that's easy, but there are opportunities there. In fact, one of them, is something we're doing uh, with where White Glove is offering a discount for a big virtual two-day program loaded with material. We have a $500 discount. Uh, Brad, you, I think you have the code there. I think it's just White Glove if they go secret, online. Ultra secret code yeah. to add slots, events, everyone is White Glove. Super secret, very Starling. creative. And what you get there, you get access. I think it's a $500 discount. I don't have it in front of me, but that's a pretty substantial discount because of White Gloves participation as a sponsoring partner. And uh, there's two full days, rock solid days. We go through a 400 plus page virtual manual, which you get to keep use as a reference guide. We just did the program last month. And not only do we present, but our, uh, me and my team of IRA experts, while once presenting, we're answering advisors' questions in real time. In those two days, Brad, we answered over 500 questions in two days in real time. How is that possible? Because we know the answers. We don't have to spend three weeks looking it up only to give you the wrong answer after 12 attorneys did a three-month study. Uh, you know, this is what we do. This is the knowledge you have access to. It's one source. I'm not saying it's the only source. You could get books like my book or go to programs, but you have to do something to up your game if you want to attract these high net worth people. They're looking for people who know as, at least uh, as much as they do. If you only know the things they already know, that's not going to close the deal. So, so that's what I've seen with high net worth people. 
So everybody's kind of heard, you know, Secure Act, CARES Act, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. And, you know, some of that stuff still applies. Some of it doesn't. I don't know that consumers out there, even the high net worth ones, really understand how all of those overlap, which ones have stopped. You know, maybe let's let's talk about that for a minute, you know, with the, with the CARES Act. Is there anything still valid with that? Is there something that we should be paying attention to or advisors should be paying attention to? The CARES Act was pretty much done. Those benefits were for 2020 for people who needed to reach in. There was an RMD waiver, a planned loan relief, not you know, for people that were in dire financial need and took coronavirus-related distributions. That was over with at the end of 2020. They may still have some tax issues flowing down to this year, but the big thing is the SECURE Act, as you said, because that's here. It was overshadowed by the pandemic and the CARES Act, but that's still here. That You're right. A lot of the high net worth, the big IRA owners know about it, but they don't know everything about it. They just know their current plan because they're hearing the highlights, so to speak, their current plan will not work as they intended. Remember, most people with large IRAs, the ones you want as clients, leave them to trust because they're worried about kids squandering the money and, may, uh, and all kinds of issues, You know, uh, second marriage, divorce, lawsuits, creditors, bankruptcy, can't handle money, uh, getting preyed, you know, uh, preyed on by uh, financial predators, so they worry about that. They leave it to a trust. Those old trusts won't work. Old trusts, trust created before 2020, even though they may have worked then. So they know something has to be done. They don't know the particulars. That's where the advisor can come in. And don't think you have to know everything. Uh, for example, I'm not saying to review a trust or be an attorney if you're not. Just recognize the problem and get things going. Maybe they named the conduit trust things we recommended in past programs, they don't work anymore. Maybe you connect with their attorney and review with that, connect with their accountant, review Roth conversion options now in 2021 at low rates that we still have now. So get involved. One of the easiest things you can do and one of the highest value services, it sounds so simple, but this is where business begins, new business. Even continuing business from your current clients. Check beneficiary forms. I say that in every meeting. I probably say it a hundred times in every meeting. I've said it in every TV show, program, interview, podcast. Uh, everybody on my team is sick of hearing me say it. Uh, but this is where it all begins. This is where most of the mistakes are made. And the thing that's great that makes this a high value service, most consumers, most clients know what you, they understand that. Oh yeah, I never checked beneficiary for. Oh look, I got divorced. It was never updated, would have gone to my ex-spouse. That's probably one of the biggest errors in not checking. And especially last year with all the death and sickness, beneficiaries may have died. People may want to change beneficiaries. So you should be looking at them. How You have to know what's going on in their life. Uh, recognize what I call life events. You had a birth, a death, a marriage, a divorce, a remarriage, change in the tax law, had a new grandchild. You know, you should know what's going on in your client's life if you want to provide high value services. So the beneficiary form does that beautifully. Really, all you're doing by reviewing the beneficiary form is asking the client about their family. That's good business in any business. That's what brings it back to killer relationships. And if you don't have those relationships, you'll pay for it. Now, you talked about clients that were unhappy because they weren't getting communicated with. 
you know, uh, I'll use a doctor analogy and I've, uh, you know, I've had a lot of doctor clients over the years, not that a lot that were in trouble, but I've heard stories. And, uh, you know, uh, Brad, uh, this has nothing to do with advisors, but the analogy is, is pretty, uh, can connect with them. Do you know why general practitioners, you know, the GP, the old time doctors, why they almost never get sued? Do you know why? Tell me. People I have a lot of them. guesses. Yeah. <laughs> People know them. They know them by their first name. They go to their office. They help their kids. You know, uh, we had a doctor like that when I was growing up. We couldn't stand him. We couldn't because we were kids. He would he lived down the block. He would walk down the block with his black bag and we hid in the basement because we were getting shots or something. Uh, but this guy, you know, I mean, I don't think that even happens anymore. But I'm just saying people have relationships. Yeah, I don't think you can. I don't think you can just bring a bag full of shots and go give them to kids anymore. Ed. I don't think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we did. That He walked down. I remember him coming down. We were like. But I mean, the, the parents had a relationship and, and people have relationships with their doctors. Now they trust their doctors, even if there's a mistake, highly unlikely they ever get sued. Yet some doctor that did something even less, uh, even, even not even really as bad in a hospital, they get sued all the time. Nobody knows who they are. There's no relationship. If somebody had signed a form, saw, saw the patient for 15 minutes, of course they're going to get sued. Because people say, I don't know that. Yeah, so everybody, but not my local guy, not my doctor. You know, I, I saw this in an accounting firm. There was a, an accounting firm. I knew these guys that uh, the old accountant uh, retired and, oh, he died actually in that case. I either retired or died, same thing. He still wasn't doing the work anymore. And it turned out at the end, he retired or died because he was sick and he wasn't keeping up with the work and the clients were getting all kinds of penalties. And the new accountant told me, you know, this was a mess. I cleaned up what I could, but the client's still getting penalties. And he wants to, uh, you know, he, he's leaving me because, and he wants me to pay the penalties. And I said to him, well, what about all, I saw you paid tens of thousands in penalties with the other guy. I said, yeah, but I like that guy. I didn't care what he did. <laughs> I like that guy. I would never sue him or, you know, I, there's nobody like that guy. We went out for we did everything. I didn't care what I, if it came across my desk, I paid it because that was another connection to the guy, even if it was bad. But, you know, it's the same thing here. The relationship is so important now. Obviously, you don't want to get sued. You want to do the right thing. But people want somebody to communicate with. That's so important, not just not to get sued, but to do the right job for people so they can talk about you. Matter of fact, if you remember, but Brad, do you remember when we used to do live two-day programs? Way, way back. My, my memory almost goes back that far. Well, but I do remember you jogging around the room. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Well, we had this banner in the back. And it was our theme for the two-day program. And it had the big saying from that song, give them something to talk about. Let's give them something to talk about. Because that's what you should be wanting with your clients. You want them singing your praises, talking about you, even checking the beneficiary form, going back to that. That's so easy to talk about with neighbors and friends. You know what my advisor did? Yeah, he checked these beneficiary forms. It turned out we didn't even have them. The company changed. They messed it up online or wherever they were posting it. Matter of fact, I turned over new business to him because I had a, he checked the accounts he wasn't even managing for me. 
He checked my 401k. Nobody was looking at any of that. Boy, I'm glad I had that guy. Now you say that to a neighbor and it's almost like, I wonder if mine are checked. Who is that guy again? You know, this is how you get business. Yep. It's bringing forth that credibility, that authenticity. And and it's so powerful if someone else says that about you. That's the key. That's the key. They're telling their neighbors and friends because they like to talk. Oh, you know, today I can't make that Zoom call we had scheduled because I'm meeting with my advisors, checking all these beneficiary forms. I had so many changes. How about yours? You have IRAs and 401ks. No, nobody ever called me. Oh, it's pretty important. It determines how much you keep and how much goes to the government. That one form. And I like to know that my advisor's on top of it. And the secret is, don't only check the accounts that you're currently managing. Help them with all their stuff because it will become your accounts. And we're seeing a lot of questions pop up from the from consumers, from prospects, from clients about you know the the Tax Cups and Job Act. Right back in 2017, it was it was in the news. 2018, it really kind of took place, and it's supposed to expire in 2025. But now Biden comes in, new administration. They're going to change things up. What should consumers and advisors help their clients understand about potential changes when it comes to what could happen now or what has happened already? I believe there's an urgency. I don't think it's going to make it till 2026 when those cuts expire. Uh, Look at the uh, look, we keep putting out these bills, these stimulus, trillions of dollars. At some point, the bill's going to come due and the the best clients, the higher income, higher net worth clients are probably going to get hit, but you can do something about it now. Now we still have the lowest rates in history. And I think you're safe at least for 21. This is only my opinion. I don't have any inside information. You don't have the crystal ball? I thought there was a patented Ed Slot crystal ball behind you. I thought that's- Well, here's what I can tell you from a crystal ball. If you connect with clients, and beneficiaries, their family member, and prospects, and centers of influence, new good, new business will come in and you'll get business from that business. But there's an urgency to strike now. I think even if they get to tax reform and it's not going to be till they get past this round of what they're doing, the longer it goes before tax reform gets enacted, if it does at all, the less likely any of it, in my view, would be retroactive because we've gone too far into the year already to make things retroactive. So I think you have a free pass at today's rates, both income and estate tax levels for 2021. I would take advantage of that. If you have some high net worth clients, uh, it could be that 11 million, 23 million for a couple exemptions, that could go right back down to 5 million or even less. I would start looking at those clients and get a gifting program going, try and get funds out of the estate. There's so many ways to do it. You you can get a ton of money out of an estate totally tax-free, whether it's annual exclusion gifts or the unlimited gifts if they're made directly for medical or tuition and using the 11 million exemption during lifetime. That can be used now. And if you use it now, I don't know if many people know this, but IRS ruled on this two years ago. Let's say you use the whole 11 million because you can use it as a gift rather than at death. Uh, and they knock, say the client, they have a lot of money. They get gifted the whole 11 million to lock in the exemption. That's what they do. 
because even if the exemption later goes to only 5 million or 3 million, they get to keep that 11 million. IRS will, there will be no clawback. So even IRS is telling people use it or lose it. This is the kind of message advisors should be getting out there if they want to attract people that are worried about losing big chunks of their net worth to future taxes. What's really interesting about that is we often see a higher net worth prospect go to an estate planning event right. over any other topic, but advisors seem so hesitant to teach that topic. It's an easy topic to teach. You know, I built my whole career on that back in the 80s, after the 86 tax act, the exemption was only, I forget what it was, somewhere two, three hundred. And it, I remember when it first went to 600,000, we thought that was a jump. And uh, and now the estate rates were 55, 60%. You added states and you had excise taxes. You could lose 80, 90% of your estate, especially if you had a large position in IRAs or 401ks. So I went out and did those seminars. What I did, I did them with a local attorney to cover the legal end. So this way I didn't have to deal with the legal questions. And uh, so he would do the documents, say the trust, the wills, the, uh, you know, the whole slew of documents. And I would do the tax planning and I would get fees for that. But I always thought, I, I remember, you know, this hit me actually almost 40 years ago. I was a young CPA in my late twenties, early thirties maybe. And I realized accounting, which it is now was, you know, or doing tax returns was a commoditized low value service. You really couldn't charge much. I mean, and look at it today. Today, you can get it all done for free. So you have to bring more to the table. I realized that then. That's why I did exactly what you just said. I went into things that bother people with a lot of money and willing to pay for it, estate planning, because uh, I realized with those low exemption levels and high tax rates, I could save them a fortune, hundreds of thousands, if not millions. So I could show tangible results and they were willing to pay for that. It's the same thing now, but they have to act now, maybe get better educated, at least on the basics of estate and gift tax planning or work with an attorney, but attract those people. They're worried. They're worried that a good chunk, maybe half of their net worth may go into future higher taxes. And we see advisors do just that. They pair up with an estate planning attorney. They they share some stage time there. Some of them even share some costs if you can get an attorney to do that with you. And then we also have advisors that run it solo and they focus mostly on that financial plan that you need to walk in and have a successful estate plan that, hey, you need to, you need to know all your financials. You need to know all your retirement accounts in order to pass that on. They need to be able to see all of that. So you, you can focus on that financial plan and then worry about the trusts and the wills and the probate, bring in that attorney, you know, at that point in the conversation. But we've, we've seen advisors do it both ways where they, where they highlight the attorney and they kind of check that box right away. We've also seen it just the opposite of, Hey, you know what, we need to know what we're dealing with first before we bring in somebody to, to divide that up and make sure things get passed along. Let's take a look at, let's take a look at your retirement plan first. Yeah. We used to share information if the client was okay with that, me and the attorney. And uh, the client really liked that they had a team working for them. Many times we had joint appointments. I would meet at his office or he would meet them at my office. At one point, we uh, even rented conference rooms so we could meet with everybody at one time and things like that. Uh, they liked you know, getting that kind of attention. 
And I would usually recommend, which I always did in my practice, you couldn't always do it, but I was always asked, let's bring in your children. And I'm not talking about babies. I'm talking about adult children. The ch kids were 30 or 40 years old. They're going to be the inheritors. So I would always involve them if they could show up. But a lot of times they lived in different states, different places, because I wanted them to see the planning we were doing essentially for their benefit. This way they'd be on board because sometimes if you did the planning with the client and then they told their kids about it, the kids who really didn't know the gist of, or the particulars, they could torpedo your best ideas from afar saying, oh, don't listen to that guy, mom, you just, you know, whatever. Now it's a lot easier with the Zoom calls. You can get kids uh, from all over the world on one call and get everybody together. The reason I brought the kids in is to, so they knew what was going on. There would be no surprises at death. And also in most cases, I ended up getting the kids themselves as clients. So that's another way to add a generation, say 25 years of life to your own practice with the new clients, the beneficiaries. If you do your job right, this is what's great about estate planning. Those kids will know it. They will know it. They will know how much they received and how much did or did not get paid to IRS. And they will talk about you. I see opportunity everywhere. That's why I always include beneficiaries and people to reach out to. They're your new clients. Couldn't agree more, Ed. If there's one final takeaway, I, I think it's, you know what, first, if you want to be an expert, read the book. If you want to be a, an elite expert, we'll go to your two-day training, which White Glove will hook you up with that special $500 off. Um, appreciate that, Ed. And, you know, I've, I've got your book sitting on my desk and I'm lucky enough to have your autograph in the front of it. So I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I've, I've can't say that I've read through the whole thing just yet because I just got it. But man, just the just the first couple of chapters in here just have me hooked as far as here's all the things that you need to know. I mean, this is a no brainer. So if if they're not going to read the book, Ed, what do they need to know out of this 400 page, you know, tax Bible here? What do they need to know to tell their clients today? Well, they need to be able, and the book does a good job, but I can tell you what to do right here, even without the book. Right now, job one is to identify the clients that need the help to mo the most. I call this financial triage. You know what triage is? Assign levels of priority. Well, who needs help the most? Obviously, the ones with the largest IRAs, where more of those IRAs are going to be transferred out to beneficiaries and heavily taxed after the SECURE Act. Those are the people I would reach out to first and communicate with them. Let them know what the problem is, especially those, many of those have named trusts. Now, how would you know if they named trusts? Back to checking the beneficiary form. So that's where I would start. And then the next group is another big group, people where most of their net worth is tied up in IRAs or 401ks. This is very common. Even if it may not be the super large IRA, there's many people, their IRA is their largest single asset more than the value of their home. You have to communicate with these people because both groups, what they have is huge, what I call a ticking tax time bomb growing in their retirement account. If nothing is done about it, it just gets worse. Eventually, they will address it. They'll hear enough, but they should be addressing it with you and they should hear this from you now. Appreciate it, Ed. Always good to chat with you. I cannot, it's like drinking from a fire hose. We need to come up with a better <laughs> saying because that one's overused, excited. but I, I love it. I see so much opportunity. If you want to get yourself educated, that is probably the best single investment you can make. I have, I have to say, 
that's the best investment I ever made, bar none. Forget about the stock market. The investment I made in my own business, in me, in my education, that's something that just pays off over and over again. Uh, ben Franklin said, uh, I don't know the quote exactly, uh, and, and it's something like an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. I love that. We're going to put your face on a t-shirt, Ed, with that underneath it. <laughs> I believe in it. <laughs> All right. That's Ed Slot and Brad Swinehart. Great information. And I do like that saying too. I do hope there's a sequel to this, Brad. You're working on that with Ed? You are, you are, you are? Always. All, All right. Ed is always welcome back. All right. And to get the latest episode of Brad's podcast, Be Advised, Leading with Value, all you have to do is subscribe and, of course, share with friends. Thank you for listening to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Mike Love. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.